You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Oh, welcome, welcome to my mind with Stephen Taylor. This is a really bad Italian accent, but it's not. It's gonna be good. It's a little intro, a tiny intro. A very special episode coming up. We go Russian now. We talk about the Russian. Now, yeah, it's going to be good. We'll see you there. Hello, and welcome. Welcome to a very special edition of My Mind with Stephen Taylor. We're actually going to do a a very special one that's pretty close to my heart. Is we're gonna I'm going to get a guest on, and it's it's Simon with an S, and he he's a chef. He's he's a chef as um uh, been a chef for a while now, and he's um we worked together at this one place. And we just hit it off, you know, we just started like jamming and vibing and it was all really cool. And then, um, and then we got talking about like TV shows and we both had a really like strong love for The Sopranos. So that's where this kind of spawned from. So, so we're just going to talk about, we're going to start with like the first season and then hopefully evolve into as we watch them periodically. And, um, yeah, we're just going to take from there. And all this is, like, the, the lead-up to um, the new Sopranos uh, prequel coming out, The Many Saints of uh, Newark, which is uh, coming out uh, this year, I'm pretty sure. It might even be out, actually. I'll, I'll check that before we jump into it. But this is, um, yeah, this is it. This is happening. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be good. And we're going to jump to him uh, in the next... In the next minute or so, I say I dare say he'll jump on. Um, he'll jump in now and join the recording. Yeah, very well, thank you. I've just let everyone know that you are indeed Simon with an S. <laughs> that is I. World world famous. Well, maybe not world famous. <laughs> well, world famous around here. I wouldn't around, get that. I wouldn't get that far around these muddy waters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, very well. And, wow. Um, and how, well, I hear you're uh, on holidays these days, so that must be nice. Well, last day. Last day. Last day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it pains me. It pains me. I was saying before <laughs> that I just, you know, I, 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 you know, I love my job and I, I do want to go back, but there's a bit in me that says you just don't have to go yet. <laughs> well, once you get back and get those pans dancing again, Chef, you should be up and running. <laughs> Chef, I will be. I will be up and running. It'll be good. I'll get the. I'll get them dancing. I'll get them into a, a quick ox trot, or maybe a, a little tango. Maybe, some, uh, maybe even a waltz. We'll do some uh, practicing. We'll waltz. You certainly will, as you always have and always will do. <laughs> well, just a, a bit of backstory. Uh, Simon and I used to work together at an establishment, a fine establishment that we won't name. But uh, we used to work there with a, a whole um, a generation of um, chefs that were like a little bit older than us and, and some the same age and some younger than us. And, um, yeah, we've definitely got a few tales between us, I would say. I'd say we've got more than a few tales <laughs> to tell over the uh the long journey that we had there. It was quite a long it, journey. It was. Yeah, it was. You had, yeah, a long, think, you had a longer journey than I did. Yeah, I was there five. 
Yeah. I want to I wanna say five years, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, easily. Yeah. yeah. And you were there three and a half. Yeah, you were there a good five years. Yeah. Well, they were good, Chef. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were. And then it all went however it went, you know. But we don't have to get into that. What we're here oh, to talk about. We, we digress. Yeah, we tangent the tangents. <laughs> but what, I, what I want to know is that uh, I was saying before, before we jumped on, is that um, uh, we we both had uh, we both got along really well, and we just found this common ground, even more common because we, you know we get along quite well. Um, we found this common ground with this little rinky dink Italian American TV show, a, <laughs> small, a, a small little production. Yeah, a small <laughs> um, home box office production. <laughs> in, uh, the Sopranos. Yes, massive fan of The Sopranos. Huge man. Yeah, huge. huge. And oh. I will. Uh, I will be honest. I'm halfway through watching it again as we speak. Actually, where were you up to? Uh, I've just hit season four. Started season four. I knew it. I knew it. I was thinking about it today. I was like, <laughs> or maybe I was talking about it on like an, uh, another podcast. <laughs> And yeah, he's like halfway through three. Last time I spoke to him, he was halfway through two. Yeah, he's got to be coming on to the third or halfway through it. Yeah, I hit it pretty hard last night, and I hit yep. it pretty hard today. I only had a few things to do around the place today, and then yeah, yeah. It's Man, just such it's a good. It's it's such a good show. It's so good, and, and I think even, we'll go. even if you, even if you don't watch it for four or five years, you it's still a it's still good viewing. It still holds up, doesn't it? It still does, and those um, those certain actors got into certain ca- put into certain characters. Yeah, it was just it was well cast, wasn't it? Extremely well cast. That's probably how what I was trying to say. Yeah, well, I'm here for you. I'm here for you, baby. <laughs> there you are. There you are. I got you, puppy. Papito. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just just brilliant casting and brilliant acting. Yeah, some of the yeah. scenes, some of the scenes, still just like oh my god. Man, what's your favourite scene? Season one. Top, I will do top five. <laughs> what it'd do you reckon? Have, it'd have to be at the pork store. With Chris. yeah, yeah, that'd have to be at. <laughs> Which one? The product sitting on the meat cleaver, and as he goes to, you know who, and uh, you know what gets his uh, head splattered. Uh, yeah, yeah, over hey, the butcher's. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's only season one. <laughs> the one in a show that came out in '99. Yeah. You know, surely, surely everyone's seen it. If you, if you haven't seen it by now, well, don't worry, don't bother. Yeah, that's right. Pause this. <laughs> yeah. Go watch it. And yeah. come, we'll still be. But definitely return to this podcast for sure. Don't don't just pause and not come back. Yeah, yeah, because you know we're doing good work here. You know we're <laughs> we're, we're preaching. We're preaching, man. We're preaching the soprano. <laughs> What's, you reckon, your, what's your favorite scene in the first season? Uh, favorite scene in the first season? Oh man, there's like there's 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 a couple that spring to mind. If um um Tony's mom and she's in the nursing home, uh, Livia, and um uh, Anthony Junior's talking to her, and and he's like he's talking about his ADD, yeah, and he's like, oh, I had to like sit down with a shrink. And, you know, she was like, oh, 
So this is a quote from from her. I'm not like I'm not hating. This is just a quote from the TV show, and she's like, "Oh, those psychiatrists. It's just a, it's just a front for the Jews." <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, like Anthony's like, Anthony Junior's like, "Oh, like, like Dad sees a psychiatrist," and she's like, "No, he doesn't." And he's like, "No, he doesn't." He's like, "He does." A psychiatrist? No, he doesn't. <laughs> she just, just does it so well, man. Eh? She played a very good part, man. Like her, uh, yeah. Behind the scene messages, man, between her and Junior were their next level. They are, yeah. They, and I think I've picked up on that this time watching it more so. I didn't realize that that was so, yeah. Saying so much without saying nothing. Yeah, like their body if, language if, towards yeah, each other. If that makes sense, like just the yeah, hundred percent certain eyebrow raises and just head tilts. It's like yeah, they know they know what's going on. Yeah, like the like you said, like the communicating without communicating, and they both and like yeah. Junior picks up on it so much, and he's like, oh, so I do need spoiler alert, so I do need to whack Tony. Yeah. <laughs> big spoiler. yeah, massive spoiler. Yeah, just the heads massive, up. Massive. Like, yeah. Come out ninety nine, man. Eh? It's like <laughs> it's like ruining the ending for like the Godfather Part One. Like it came out in seventy four. You yeah, know, very like, true. It, it's very been true. a long time. I, I can't be, I can't be holding my tongue. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like we're talking about something that was released three months ago. Yeah, exactly. I'm not ruling Game of Thrones, you know. <laughs> you know, it's um, yeah. Season one, I think even like the the narration of the very first episode, I feel like that was the thing they could have kept going, but I can see how it would have got tired. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because you know? yeah, I really like I like it how it was kind of modelled after. That, um, what's the like Goodfellas like labeled after kind of like that Goodfellas vibes? Yeah, 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 yeah. That full n- narration over the top of the act. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, especially like you know, it goes. But I then I have to go to my mother's. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, as you say, it would have got tired very quickly. I think with the Sopranos. Yeah, because that's a lot of like they talk a lot, and and it's it's a show where you have to listen. Yeah, and, and you have to watch it, like you said, because there's a lot of like body language, because they're Italian. They talk a lot with their yeah. hands and that, and they're you know. It's certainly not a um, show where you can like put a load of washing on and come back and watch the rest of this the uh, episode. It's like, well, what the hell happened? So much, so many things can happen in such a small space of time. Yeah, it's not something you can watch in Braille. <laughs> that is very true. That is something that <laughs> you could not do that. No, <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard one, man. Hey, eh? like it is one of those shows that, like, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm only. I'm only like taking the piss. I'm only like having a bit of comedy with it. Yeah, you know, but, but it is like a show you have to you have to sit and watch and analyze to you know. It's not like a Law and Order where, um it kind of gets explained every no, kind of No, that's exactly right. You've, got, you've certainly got to think and, and sort of break down as it goes along of, yeah. Yeah. Who, who works for who and who who is actually running things and, yeah. Yeah, actually, there's a good scene where um, 
uh, where like Tony is given crap to uh, Mikey Junior's like number two. Yep. And he's like, "Hey, Mikey, wh- where's your boy?" And he's like, "Oh, what are you talking about? The boy you usually sleep with." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he's just busting his balls. And I love, I love, I love their interactions. And you know, like Tony's like dominating him, and the other guys just kind of like not standing up to him. Yeah, even though, and especially like, with that Mikey guy, where Tony staples his suit to his chest on the footpath. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> he, yeah. he comes. He comes. Tony comes in hot from the hospital and just picks up a nail uh, staple gun on the way out, and uh, he walks up to Mikey's car and yeah, grabs a ticket that he's got a ticket on his window, and just literally drags him out of the car and just staples <laughs> it to him. <laughs> It's so we shouldn't laugh at like the brutality of it, no, but it was yeah. like it was one of those like it was shows that it it know. had it had like as a, as brutal as it was, it did have that almost slight dark humor to it. Like you shouldn't be yeah. laughing, you shouldn't be laughing yeah. at some dude getting absolutely wailed on the side on the footpath with a staple gun. But <laughs> it's almost these big it's Italian, almost, yeah, <laughs> massive Italian man just. Romping, romping, with some yeah. So, what was like? What was the point where you kind of like when you first watched it, and you're like, "This is the show that I'm going to keep watching." Well, we've spoken about this also. I used to only catch episodes here and there, getting home from work late at night, man. Like I'd get home at like eleven thirty midnight, and it'd be like on channel nine at like yeah. midnight. Like, and I'd right. catch like half an episode, and I was like, ugh. Damn, like I've I don't really know what's going on. And the next week you catch another episode and you're like, This is I'm starting to get into this. Yeah. And then yeah. I think I must have got right into it like it must have been done and done like the show must have finished probably five or six years after I like before I got into it. Yeah, for sure. See, I was the same dude, eh? I got into it like like similar, like used to watch it here and there on like um, on win, and then when I um, moved out, I started catching episodes on like pay TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was able to because I was broke. <laughs> I was able to <laughs> like record it like on the like Foxtel box. Yep. Yeah. When so te- I could like back in the day when technology was good. Back when back when it was more relevant. <laughs> now it's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much technology you have. Like it's all irrelevant. You know, in two years it's all like a null point. Yeah, anyway, it's we, it's all, it's, yeah, we digress. <laughs> I digress. That's a that's for another show. This yeah. is this is a strictly mob talk one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah, and I remember uh, I caught like, um, uh, I reckon it was the last season, dude. Eh? It, no, it was. It was the last season and I watched all of it. So it was like the sixth season part two yep. and I watched all of it and I got to the last episode oh. and I was like, you well, didn't re- I didn't realize. And I was like, oh, I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't on anymore. That, that won't be happening. <laughs> yeah. And then like a couple of weeks later, like older episodes were coming up and I was like, oh, hang on. This... Is, did, did this happen before or after this, this like this last scene? You know what I mean? I was so confused. Well, that was like me. I finally ended up getting the whole, the whole box set and I was like halfway through it the first time. And I'm like, 
Oh. Because I'd seen all these little half episodes later yeah, on. Yeah. If it all, this, the actual storyline started to make a lot more sense watching it from start to finish. But um, you've, you've, even if you go in halfway through, it's still good viewing. 100%. Like I said, dude, I watched the very last episode and didn't yeah. understand the disappointment. <laughs> and I was so, just like, oh, well, it's a brilliant, it's next a, week. <laughs> it's a brilliant episode. Yeah. They it's an hour and a half, dude. Yeah, they finished it well. I think so. I, I think uh, like David Chase, the creator, gets a lot of slack. And I think that's why there's a big push to do this prequel to like give this new generation content on The Sopranos. You know what I mean? Like to push its relevance back into like the 2020. <clears throat> well, I didn't realize how much flack he copped until you and I sort of met and had convers- many conversations yeah. that, that he did cop a lot of um, flack over the way they finished sort of the last couple of episodes, the way the way they did finish the last episode, but also leading into that. Yeah. Like the, it was set up for like, you know, New Jersey and New York domination. Yeah. You know, without sure. like yeah, giving too sure. much away. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like it paved the way for, yeah. But it was, it was good to see everyone go on a high though. Like you didn't see anyone, the only one that, you know, I won't say his name, but we'll get into it in like, this is going to be a series, everybody, you know, like we'll we'll get together once or twice a um, a fortnight and we'll we'll hash out the gnarly details of this ever-growing scenario. The inner inner sanctum of the Sopranos because there's many many layers. Like people think I is. I I haven't met someone for a long time that you say, oh, have you seen the Sopranos? And they're like, no. Like a lot lot of people saw it, man, eh? and a lot of people still love it. Yeah, and a lot of people, uh, like you said, they love it, and they, it's rewatchable. Like they, they, they go back and rewatch it, and they're like, "Yeah, that is a good show." Like you were saying yeah. before, you know, you yeah. learn, you see it again in a new lens. Yeah, it's and as you said, also like not repeating ourselves, but it still stands up, man. Like I think it still stands up as a brilliant show. Man, in, it, it's the greatest show of all time. Yeah, I think so. I'm saying it. Say it. <laughs> I'm it man. Like Sopranos is number one television show ever broadcasted. Yep, for sure. hundred percent. I mean, I mean, like animated shows. Give it to like The Simpsons. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. if it, like documentaries. Give it to like uh, who's the British guy? Lewis Thoreau. You know, give it to that guy. But like drama, TV, it's got to be Sopranos, man. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, yeah. Yeah, that, like I've that, mob, that, Jer- that wow. Jersey mob style, man. Like even down to the um, costumes and everything, man. Like they're yeah. on, they're on point, man. Like those yeah. FIFA trackies of the nineties, <laughs> like the late nineties. Like come yeah. on, man. Yeah, it's the um, the gabagool. Yeah. The, yeah, the terminology and the cured meats and the fact that like. You know, a lot of the scenes that are shot in front of a deli. <laughs> like, <laughs> in front of a deli or in the back back room of a deli, like, you can't get much more. You can't get more Italian-American. Like, I'm no expert on Italian-American. I'm no, an expert n- through movies. <laughs> nor, nor am I, but, yeah. At the front of a pork store, yeah. Mate, it, it's so good. Actually, like, just I, I'm just going to skip ahead just one season. I'm just going to skip ahead one season. I think... We'll get into this later, but my, my favorite episode, one of my favorite episodes is Mr. Ruggiero's Neighborhood, where yep. they plant the bug. 
and it's like you see it through the FBI's eyes and what they have to do to like work around the Sopranos to get that lamp put in there to put the bug inside their house. Yep. I was I was very surprised they didn't have more episodes like that one, eh? Yeah, because it's probably well, it is the only sort of episode from the FBI's eyes, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You got the one where like Tony helps that guy name a person or whatever, but it's like yeah. really, it's not spoken about like all that much. It's more like a but, side plot that goes nowhere. And as much as much uh, work as they did to put into that lamp, it disappeared pretty quickly. Oh yeah, that's the best day. I'm not going to spoil it, but that makes it like even more worse that it just ends up where it ends up. <laughs> I know they'd be like hundreds of, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars of taxpayers' money for it just to disappear. Yeah, like they had to shut down the power. Yeah, they had to like stake out the place with all those twelve agents to track a family of four. Yeah, yeah, crazy. But we'll go back to the first season. We'll go back to the first season. Do you think it would have ended up different if, like, Tony just took power absolutely, like, away from Junior? Do you reckon that would change the dynamic, even if Tony ends up in power anyway? Uh, I don't think it would have been the story it would have it turned out to be. I don't think you would have seen Junior as a major like plot player, eh? Nah. And he Junior is a major player. Junior yeah. Corrado is like Yeah. Corrado. Corrado's a yeah. But and then moving forward to the the prequel, I am looking forward to seeing how they portray him in the prequel. Well, I'm I'm like I was gonna look at it before Unlike IMDb, which is, you know, if you don't know, it's the International Movie Database, and that's where I get most of my information from. Right. Um, I was unaware, I was unaware <laughs> that that uh, existed. Thank you for yeah. that, Stephen. Mate, it's so, uh, <laughs> I'm talking about something you already know about, you know, but it's like so, it's like any actor, and you can just look at their whole discography. You know what I mean? Their yeah, whole right. Filmography, man. Like, back in the day, I used to have to go to the video shop, and I had to look at the back of VHS and look at, like, what movies Robert De Niro was in before, like, Raging Bull (laughs) to find out more movies that he was in because there was no movie magazines where I was growing up. Like Or, like, in DVDs, in the early days of DVDs, you could actually go into the extras and actually had um, a filmography in the DVD as, like, a DVD extra that you could look at. Yeah, right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I used to like stare at these and go, oh, yeah, he's in that, that, that. And, that, and then I'd plot out my next movies that I would go and watch. I've got to go see this, this, and this because he's in it. Yeah, yeah, because I like liked that actor. Like, say it was like, um, um, I don't know, Samuel Jackson, man. Eh? Like, he was in Pulp yeah. Fiction. Then it's like, oh, shit, he's in like um, Long Kiss Goodnight and like all these other movies that I found out that he was in because it's almost anyway, like what, it's almost like what isn't Samuel L. Jackson in? <laughs> yeah, man, I think he's in a movie for every year he's alive. Wouldn't surprise me because he's sixty. Yeah, easy because he's he's sixty four. I think I want to say sixty eight, but I think it's sixty four. Like he's mid sixties. He looks good for his age. Well, I won't tell you what it is. The secret's computers. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we keep seeing a, a computer portrayed version of him. Yes. Yeah. But the body speaks. The body tells you. 
He's old. <laughs> <laughs> Body language, man, eh? Very true. Very true. Yeah. I find, like, I'm going back on another point. Uh, no, 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 what I was saying was that, um, yeah, I wanted to go on IMDb and just look at the cast and see who the, like, the actors were playing. This is my original point, to see actually who was playing um, oh, who, got cast, who got casted for the prequel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? Do, do you just talk a little bit about <laughs> anything, Simon. I'll just have a look at it, eh? <laughs> Well, yeah, I completely think if I think if Tony took over power in the beginning, I don't think it would have turned out the way it did. No way. No, nah, and I think that it, we wouldn't have seen the, like it wouldn't have gone to six seasons, dude. Eh? And I don't think you would have seen the layers of Junior either. He's a man of many layers, like throughout that whole show. It yeah. Really, he goes from like full on OG to like decrepit old man, like but still has balls as a decrepit old man. <laughs> if that man, makes this sense. Is, this is interesting. There is Ray Liotta's in it. Yeah. Michael Gandolfini, which is James Gandolfini's son, he's in it. And looks exactly like his father. Well, that's a good start. Did you ever wake up and think, you know what? My balls, they're just not smooth. Well, have I got a product for you. This is a a men's grooming apparatus called the Turf Chopper 3.0. Now, the Turf Chopper 3.0 by far exceeds the first two. That's why it's number three. Sometimes the larger the number does mean it's the better. They've really, really nailed the design on this one. It's super quiet. It's got a nice textured grip. It's very easy to use, very easy to clean. You just click a little, push the little thing back and you can, did you hear it click? And you can get out all all the hair and you click it back and it's ready to go. And I'll turn it on. See, can barely hear it. It's so stealthily quiet. And another amazing thing is that it's rechargeable. It's got a rechargeable lithium battery, so it can go for hours. It can shave for hours. If you're a very, very hairy man, then it can very, very quietly and effectively take away that hair and leave you with a nice trimmed and sculpted uh, package, I suppose. Yeah. It comes with all these really cool um, kind of attachments where you can you can actually give a fade. You could fade your balls. You could put like a little fade on there and make it really, really, really cool. Or you could, you know, look, if I'm real, if you buy one, we're going to plant a tree. You know, that's the best thing. You can, as they say, you can shave your bush and save the jungle. This is what Attenborough would want. He would want you guys to, if you're not out there planting trees all the time, he'd want you to get behind a product that that does plant trees when you purchase a product. I mean, that's just an awesome thing. There's, I don't think they use wood to make it, but they're going to plant a tree regardless. 
Now, if you want to take advantage of this wonderful discount, you can go to www.smoothmyballs.com slash mymind. Or you can go to www.smoothmyballs.com and at the checkout, use the discount code mymind. And you can receive a nice little discount there. A nice discount. And you can start having some smooth balls. I mean, everyone is going to be thankful. Everyone. Everyone is going to be thankful. And you can go the rest of your life with never nipping your sack with the Turf Chopper 3.0. The website is www.smoothmyballs.com slash mymind or you can use mymind at the, at the checkout in the discount code place. Enjoy and never nip your sack. Well, clearly Stefan's just uh, doing some research midway through. So we'll uh, hopefully get him back momentarily. Hello? Stephen? Hello? Welcome Hello? Welcome oh, my back. God. I'm so sorry, Welcome man. Back. I thought... <laughs> that, was some long re- that was some long research. Oh, my gosh, man. How embarrassing. That's just like... Like two minutes of dead air. That's okay. I was just informing the viewers you were doing some deep, hard research, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Something's going on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've just just researched it. So I've just spoken about this. I've just banged on, right? You'll find this funny. So so while I I said to you, I'm just going to have a quick look. Yep. Right. Not three minutes ago, I went into the IMDb app yes. and like started looking for it. Started answering you, yep. <laughs> and speaking. Yep. And it wasn't recording. Chefy. Oh, <laughs> so I had all these great points, and then when you said um, just now. Well, Stefan's clearly doing some deep research. I said, <laughs> I am. And someone just off my head. <laughs> and then I realized I wasn't recording in the app, man. Chef. So, so they've actually cast uh, a lot of the characters, right? And yeah. they're, um, they're, they got John Berenthal, and he was like the Punisher in that Netflix series. And he was like a dude in Walking Dead. And stop me if I've said this like just now no not at all this is all fresh to me <laughs> okay okay all right cool so he's he's playing an unmarked character so he's credited in the cast but he doesn't have a character name right so he and then they've got vera famija for me famija i can't i can't say her name i'm trying famija yeah, i think it is famija i do believe yeah and she is playing and for for you, for those of you playing at home, she was in a history of violence, and she was also the lady out of the Conjuring. For you know, twenty points for you at home listening. That should and, be a bonus point for those, <laughs> for, those, for, those for those people playing at home. I'll tell you what, I'll give you forty points myself <laughs> if you can, if you if anyone out there can tell me who else was in a history of violence because no one no one's heard of that one. But that's all right. But she, um, she, I reckon she's the same. She doesn't have a cast name. Right. Yeah, so I reckon she's going to play a young Livia Soprano. Uh, yeah, 
A very young Livia Soprano. Yeah, because it's in the 70s. Yeah. 80s. And I reckon she'd be more wild back then than she was in the uh, show The Sopranos. Oh, man. Even, like, the glimpses you've seen, like, the flashbacks. Yeah. That's, yeah, she's intense. She's, like, yeah. And she, like, borderline, she's got, like, that personality disorder that they don't speak about. They don't. Yeah, no. like she's clearly got something wrong with her. Well, even her, her own son calls it. Unfortunately, we had to uh, abruptly end because we had some uh, technical difficulties, but we will endeavor to try and uh, remedy the mistake. Uh, hopefully, uh, this week when we uh, get together again and do another show. It um, well, I hope you all enjoyed it. That was um, uh, a podcast you couldn't refuse from uh, myself, Stefan, and uh, Simon Ricotts, the uh, Capitan. And well, t- tune in soon because uh, after this airs, we'll have another episode of My Mind coming out, and then we'll have a another episode of a podcast you couldn't refuse. Hopefully, and we'll. Wrap up, we'll finish wrapping up the first season like we should have done this episode, and we'll um, we'll get busy on the on the second season of The Soprano. So, I hope you all enjoy. If you all, if you uh, wanna, if you want some, um, if you want to follow the journey, you can go to My Mind Podcast on Instagram, which is My Mind with No Vows uh, Podcast, M-Y-M-N-D-P-D-C-S-T. And you can also send any inquiries to mymindpodcast at gmail.com. And you can, you can, look, you can do lots of things and we can make it all happen. All right? Now, that's about it. All right, I'll see you next time.